0: (laughs) Well, good morning. My name is Yumiko Nakagawa, one of the pastors at Wellspring Church, and it's great to worship with you online and here in person, too. Well, it is great to worship with you this morning. This is what I I say almost every Sunday because I am a church on Sundays. But that wasn't always the case because I didn't grow up in church and that the first time I went to church was about 20-some years ago. I'm gonna keep it vague, but 20-some years ago in Japan. And I had no idea that Sunday was going to be uh, the beginning of many, many Sundays of uh, church. And I went to that church on that Sunday because I had a question. And the question I had was, Will I see my friend again? Will I get to see my friend again? You see, that time when I was in college, one of my best friends died because of leukemia, and I wanted to see her one more time, and I wanted to say sorry. I wanted to say sorry that I was not there for her when she needed me. When she was frightened, but bravely fighting for her life with all she had on her last night, I wasn't there for her. Her family called over and over and over that night, but the call never got through because I was out all night with other friends, having great time in a club, dancing and having fun talking at the very time, my close friend was dying. And I just could not get over it. I couldn't get over So that's why I was searching for a way to see her one more time and say sorry. And that's what, that's what led me to the church that Sunday. At the church, when I shared my story and my desire to see my friend, Uh, nice Christian people there and a pastor told me this. They told me Jesus would give me peace. I don't have to fear death anymore because I will have an eternal life if I believe in Christ. And don't worry, Jesus conquered death and he rose again. I was thinking, what are they talking about? I was just sitting there thinking, I don't know why they're talking about this. Jesus, I ne- did I ask you a question about Jesus? Who's this? And I was thinking, I don't care if I go to heaven or not. That's not at all what I'm asking. All I wanted to know is, Will I? Is there a way for me to see my friend one more time and say sorry? That's all I'm asking. And I felt like they weren't just listening to me. They're very nice people being very kind to me, but they're also just giving me canned responses and they're just kind of pushing me some agenda on me. I was very disappointed But I know they're being nice. I didn't want to just yell at them. So I just kind of lost interest in listening to what they say and left that day. You see, my conversations with the Christian 20 years ago that Sunday, it didn't go well at all from my end. I don't know what they thought, but it didn't go well from where I stand. And I wish my conversation with them went differently. Maybe something like the dialogue we see in today's text. And this would be a very good time to invite a scripture reader to read the text. But I didn't get my act um, together, so there's no scripture reader today. But there will be a scripture slice that Karen's going to put through on the screen. You also have a little bit of tinier font on your bulletin. You may have your Bible. Uh, if you're online, you're lucky. You can just Google John 4, 426. And I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. I get off the stage I'll give you a little two minutes to read. And I'll come back on the stage after two minutes.
1: The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he.
0: So lots of stuff, huh? There's a lot of stuff in it. Um, and it's also kind of long it's so one conversation, this actually, this dialogue between Jesus and the woman is actually one of the longest conversations you can find in all four Gospels. And there's also something else uh, unique about this dialogue. And you're going to see another um, slide in a minute, which might be kind of hard to see, I'm going to warn you, um, but do you see it? And I don't mean the letters. I know they, these are tiny. <laughs> but do you see I highlighted uh, Jesus' words in what seems to be yellow on this screen and women's uh, woman's words in purple? Yes, that's right. So you see there are some parts that's highlighted in a yellow and some parts in purple. And do you see that there are about the same, I wouldn't say exactly the same, but about the same amount of yellow and about the same amount of purple on the screen. Not exactly the same, but about the same. You see a little bit of a purple and then comes yellow, purple, yellow, purple, yellow. Don't try to read it. You're going to strain your eyes. <laughs> but what that means is, right? Jesus and the Samaritan women, they're talking about the same amount. They're talking, you know, one person talking and another person talk. It's not like we see only the purple. It's not like only the woman talking. It's not that you only see yellow highlighted, not it's not that Jesus is the only one talking. They're both talking. What that means is both Jesus and the Samaritan and the woman were listening as much as talking to each other. You see Jesus listened in this conversation. And the point that a Jesus listened in this text is even more significant when we think about who Jesus was listening to. Who was Jesus listening to? The Samaritan woman. The conversation was held between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, a Jewish person and a someone from Samaria were talking to each other and listening to each other. This was unusual because Israel and Samaria had a history and the people of Israel tend to look down on the people from Samaria and they knew it and the Samaritans didn't like that. So a lengthy conversation between a Jewish person and a Samaritan, that's very unusual. Jesus and the Samaritan woman. A male and a female. This was unconventional. Because back then, you wouldn't see a man talking to women in public. If a Jewish man were talking to a woman in public, especially, now this is weird, especially at a well, this is never for a chit-chat. It was never for like casual conversation. If the conversation was held between a Jewish man and a woman at a well, there was always some other purposes. For example, um, if you remember in the Old Testament, Uh, Some people found their spouses there. Jacob and Isaac, their future spouses were found at the well. And more commonly, a well was the place where a man picks up women for a purpose that I will not mention in here. So a man talking to women in public and out of all the places, especially at a well, that's not a good idea. As a matter of fact, in public or in private, for men talking to women in general was considered to be a waste of time. Because devout Jewish men back then had the more important things to take care of in their lives such as studying the book of uh, studying the studying about God, of following the rules to be holy. Jesus and a Samaritan woman a well-esteemed, well-educated Jewish teacher and a woman with none of the training, none of the social standing. They were talking to each other. And they were listening to each other. Now this was unthinkable, especially given what they were talking about. And they were talking about God it was in, considered in, actually inappropriate for Jewish men to share the knowledge of God with women back then. Some Jewish scholars even commented, I don't know how extreme or how common this view was, but back then, um, if a father knows a lot about God, and wants to share the knowledge with his own daughter about God, it was considered inappropriate, and same, some people might look at him saying, it is as if he's selling his daughter to a prostitution. That's how inappropriate that was considered. So the scene we read today in, a, in the book of John is as kind of everyday life, nothing special to us, but it is when you think about when this was taken and who this was written for, this scene is actually very unusual, unconventional, and unthinkable. And again, it is more so because Jesus didn't just, li- did, he just didn't talk to her, but Jesus listened. And Jesus really listened. Jesus paid attention to what she had to say, listened carefully, carefully enough that he shared later what they talked about in detail to John and the other disciples. When the words of a woman were never admissible in any official records, including the courts, so nobody paid attention to what women said. But her voice, her voice is recorded in the Bible. When a woman's voice didn't matter, Jesus listened to her voice. And Jesus listened, even though he knew everything jesus had a perfect knowledge about god because jesus is god (laughs) but jesus still listened to the words that the woman who had naturally as a person as a human being had incomplete knowledge of god and messiah jesus listened to her evasive and vague answer to his question about herself and he knew she wasn't telling the whole story because he knew everything about her already You see, he could have said all the things he said in this conversation without listening to her one bit. But he listened. He listened to her however unusual, unconventional, unthinkable it was for him to do so. And I wonder how that made her feel. Jesus talking to and listening to her. I wonder how that made her feel heard, seen, and valued. I mean, the Bible doesn't say explicitly how she felt, but at least for me, from what I I read, it doesn't seem that she's frustrated, disappointed. She didn't seem to lose interest in Jesus or what he had to say. It seems that she didn't feel the way I felt after my conversations with the Christians 20-some years ago. And quite the opposite. She's excited, engaged, and she's actually transformed. And there are probably more many reasons why uh, her conversation with Jesus went very differently than mine 20 years ago. And one of the reasons I see in today's text is that Jesus listened. And of course, there's another reason, very obvious one, that Jesus is God. At the end of the conversation, Jesus said himself, I, the one speaking to you, I am he and this is actually the very first time Jesus states who he is in the previous three chapters of the Gospel of John other people suspected that Jesus might be a messiah so they might be oh are you the messiah and some people assume Jesus is a messiah saying you must be the messiah and some people declare that Jesus is messiah and declaring this is this this Jesus is the messiah But to all these people who suspected, um, assumed and declared, Jesus said nothing, gave no response. He didn't admit it. He didn't refute. He didn't admit. But right here, he admits that he is the Messiah. I, the one speaking to you, I am he. This I am he is the way in which God identified God's self to Moses in the book of Exodus 3.14 and many other parts of the Old Testament. This is the way God declares God's divinity, and that's what Jesus is doing right here in this passage. At the same time, he also said, I, the one speaking to you, He's also the one speaking to this woman. See, for this woman and the people at that time, God was not accessible God. God was too holy to come near to humans. So as a matter of fact, at that time, there is only one special person who could come, who allowed to meet God in a special place at the special time. And that was the high priest. High priest was a male, has to be a male member of uh, from a special tribe of Israel. So it cannot be any male. It cannot be any Israelites. It has to be a male from a special tribe in Israel. And not only that, this person had to live in a certain way. The person had to uh, eat certain way. This person had to interact with a certain people. This person had to basically live in a certain way so that he could enter this special place called Holy of Holies in the temple in Jerusalem. One place, designated place, that people are like this person, like um, high priest, can meet God in once a year for a specific purposes. And that was the norm people had about how God, how to interact with God. But the very same God now stands in front of the Samaritan woman as Jesus, fully human and a fully God, speaking to this person who was not a male, she was not a male, she was not a male, and not from the specific tribe of Israel, because she's not an Israelite, she's from Samaria, and she didn't live following many rules like the high priest did. She didn't even go into holy, well, I mean, she didn't even go to Jerusalem. She didn't go into temple. I don't think she could go into temple as she could go into the holy or holies. And it wasn't a specific time of year, but she was at the well, just as part of her life, daily life on one afternoon. And that's where she met God, Jesus. And this was all possible because jesus is god who came to this earth to live as a person and coming as a human he transcended the barriers between jews and samaritans men men and women and god and human instead of a special person coming to meet god in a special place a special time on behalf of everyone on the earth God now came to people, to men and women, to Jews and the Samaritans. And instead of meeting in a specific place at a specific time, God meets where they are in their everyday life. Jesus came to this earth and revealed the truth to the Samaritan woman personally and in a dialogue with her this dialogue that Jesus had with this woman may not work for everyone. Honestly, I can't track her thoughts. When I read this passage over and over and over and over, I don't understand how she arrived the conclusion she did. I'm like, I don't, what, this made sense to you? Like, I, I don't understand. But I don't know if that's true with you or you're just completely tracking with her. That's good for you. But I don't, I don't get this conversation. But important thing is, This was sufficient to her, and it made sense to her. Jesus came to her in a form that she can see and she can engage. And Jesus invited her into the conversation and revealed who he is in a way that she understood. Jesus is God who knows her, who knows her deeply who knows her everything. And Jesus is human who talks with her and who listens to her. 20-some years ago, Christians I met on that Sunday kindly and lovingly talked to me, but I don't know if they talked with me. I didn't feel like they listened to me And I don't know that they really knew me. And sure enough, they didn't save me. It was the Holy Spirit, it was God who knew me, who talked to me, who listened to me in my confusion, in my search for an answer. And it was same God, Jesus Christ, who saved me that day. To end this time, I wanted to share something, um, based on this. I don't know if you folks remember, which if you don't, that's totally okay. But a couple months ago, I shared about greenhouse ministry, which is about this growing number of people, uh, in, in this country and outside this country that who seeks God earnestly, but don't see church as kind of primarily place for them to meet God or learn about God. There are also people out there who may, I, was, I shouldn't say never, but who are probably not going to set foot in a church, whether that's a small group, a Sunday service, or any kind of church event. But the same people who may never set foot in here, but still have a burning desire to know God and believe in God. And I also shared how I feel called to serve these people with you. And I just want to say thank you for those who responded to me so positively and met up with me and talked with me. Uh, also pray with me and pray for me. Um, yes, yeah, since and then it's been such a great encouragement. And if you remember, at that time I said, oh, in a three months I'll come back and give you an update. Because at that point I said, I don't know what I'm doing, so you guys have to pray for me. And thank you for your prayer. I have a little bit of idea now um so here's an update to design this greenhouse ministry i want to start with listening listening the way that i wish somebody did back when i had a conversation with people at church listen the way jesus listened to samaritans the samaritan woman and i want to listen to the people I, and some of you actually in this church feel even more strongly about reaching the population that I just mentioned. So listen to the people we want to reach out. And not so much to learn about them, but learn from them. Learn, listen, listen and learn from them what their thoughts about God and faith. As much as they're willing to share, we don't want to force people to share but we want to listen for those who are willing to share with us. And maybe, who knows, right? Some of them may share with us how they had a dialogue with God or having dialogue with God, just like Jesus and the Samaritan woman had. So if this little bit of update intrigued you in some, any remote way, then please sign up for uh, an info session that's going to be in may uh yeah yes thank you um there's a slide up on the screen too uh, but i'm gonna call this kind of attempt to listen to people in our lives as the listening project and there are three different opportunities so you can kind of sign up for whichever works for you um, each session is going to be 45 minutes there'll be a prayer and there'll be information may 15th monday at magic island at 5:30 p.m so we can watch we can talk and watch sunset together and on may 16th on tuesday lunch at zoom uh, over zoom so people can just zoom in from wherever they are in your life and on may 17th wednesday 10 a.m at central oahu regional park in waipahu so it's easier for people on that side to come and you can sign up after church i'll be around this area with your sign-up devices and there'll be another sign-up next week for those of who are watching this online you can email me at yumiko at wallspringhawaii.org or somehow get a hold of me and then i'll sign you up and yeah if you have a questions or those days don't work just let me know too In in three months uh uh, you will hear another update about Greenhouse Ministry and how listening project went and I have no idea how it goes I might come back with a group of people saying listening project was awesome and we have figured out all about how to reach the people we cannot reach now and here's the plan uh, you can dream big right and then or we might come back or I might come back and say okay the listening project was a flap. We're back to square one and you need to pray harder. Maybe what I'll <laughs> we'll come back with, <laughs> but either way, that's okay with me. Uh, it goes nowhere. At least some of us get to work on a becoming a little bit more like Jesus. Cause I think the listening project is not just an opportunity for us to get going with the greenhouse ministry, but I think actually it is a discipleship program, discipleship training. For those of us who want to be a witness of christ in in a good way so even if the project goes nowhere at least it helps some of us to become a little bit more like jesus and help us to be a better witness of christ then i think it's worth it so i would appreciate your continuing continuing prayer any interest and just encouragement in general on green house ministry well, thank you for listening to me today. It's ironic in a sermon title, listening. I'm not listening at all. I'm just talking. But thank you for your grace for <laughs> me to do that. And I look forward to actually listening to you and listening to the so many more people on this
1: island with you. So thank you.